Once upon a time, I was sitting in my room. Alright. Thinking about all the things I want to say and do. Like what? Such a quiet man. Shh. What can I do then? I don't know. Start a brand new podcast with my family and my friends. Oh, cool. Hey, my name is Joe. Hello. That you want to know. What you got? Let's begin this journey. Thank you so very much for joining. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Joe. So today we are actually on episode 34. And I would like to welcome back Caitlin to my podcast. This is actually her fifth time on here. Uh, the first time she was on here was on episode five, uh, where me, Caitlin, and uh, my friend Deanna, we talked about the topic of loneliness. And then the second time she was on here, it was episode eight, where me and Caitlin, along with two other guests, uh, Alex and Dell, we talked about music. Uh, which was a really fun topic, and I look forward to doing part two at some point. We still haven't gotten to it yet due to conflicting schedules and all that, but we will get to it sooner or later, hopefully sooner. And then uh, the third time she was on here was episode 11, where we talked about things that Christians do that can be debatable. We talked about a couple different subtopics in there, and then... Uh, one was Halloween, I remember, and then the other one was on tattoos. So, and so that was the first part of that uh, that topic. And then the last time she was on here was on episode eighteen, where we talked about the second part of uh, things that Christians do that can be debatable, which we talked about um, yoga, and then we also talked about um like the astrology the horoscopes the zodiac signs that's what I, I was trying to think of like i'm finding the right words so yeah we're uh that's what we talked about had really good conversations out of all of that so definitely be sure to check those four episodes out if you haven't yet so uh i definitely you know i'm glad that caitlin is here so and it looks like she's at a really beautiful location so welcome back and thank you for joining i'm glad to be here this this location is actually part of my church um the land that our church owns. We just recently built our church building over here. We used to have a building um, that was probably, um, probably, um, sorry, wait a minute, people. Um, it was probably about 10 minutes from here. I don't, I don't do mileage, but um, yeah, it, we finally got to get moved over here and I spend every Sunday out here. This is, this is my favorite place. This is my favorite place. Before we moved over here, I would come and just hang out by myself before we had all the cool picnic tables and stuff that we have out here now and but this is this spot is actually one of my favorite spots because it's in the shade you know it's never really too hot here but and you also get the view of almost the entire lake so it's it's definitely one of my favorite places but I'm glad I got to join you today I'm glad I got to share this with you even if it is by video <laughs> yeah absolutely it looks like a beautiful place where you can go to for some peace and especially now that the, the church is now built there i think that's amazing too so you get to go there uh even now for uh for church too so finding peace with uh the prince of peace <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right and we get to be fishers of men while being fisher men and women out here because we all love to fish out here it's all fun <laughs> there you go so Look at that, spiritually fishing for men or figuratively fishing for men and then physically fishing uh, for fish. Right. So I love that. 
<laughs> so uh, today's topic is actually going to be on a topic that a lot of people um, frown upon nowadays, I feel like. So uh, the topic of today is actually going to be on virginity. So the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because of virginity is something that people, people don't like the idea of remaining a virgin. Uh, but I'm going to come out of the closet and say that I am a virgin. And Caitlin uh, not notified me and told me that she is a virgin as well. So we, uh, you know, are proud to be virgins. Not everybody is proud to, you know, say that they're a virgin. But uh, I got a couple or no, actually like three or four questions that I want to ask regarding virginity. So I'm actually going to go ahead and get into this first question. So my first question is, um, why have you decided to remain a virgin? Well, um, it's not always been technically a decision of mine. Um, back in high school, you know, when everybody's pressured back then, you know, um, whether you were in high school when I was in school, whether you were in high school 50 years ago when uh, I don't I don't know if my mother was in high school then or not, but a long time ago um, or nowadays, you know, there's so many pressures and I think it's even more so now um because at least back when and this is going to sound terrible but at least back when um like my mom was in school when I was in school there was some kind of accountability because um when people knew that you were not what's a bug when people knew that you were not or that you tended to sleep around um you know, you kind of got labeled and I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying I condone people being labeled and the ways that they were labeled or people being judged in those ways. But, um, it was definitely, um, you know, you, you always have those kinds of pressures. Um, when I was in high school, um, there was one guy that I was super, super interested in. Like we were really good friends to begin with. So it's, it's not like, you know, I, just thought he was hot or something like he was just a really great guy um he's still a great guy him and his wife are precious they have the sweetest little baby um but you know I had I, I kind of liked him back then and um um he was not one of the ones that would be like well if you want to be with me then you have to sleep with me um he was not like that at all um he told me that one of the things he admired in me then was that I didn't do that and so I kind of was like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, if, if any other guy, which there was one guy that did want that. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to be that kind of girl because this guy likes that. And then um, when him and the girl that he's married to now started dating, it was kind of like, a, oh, well, the guy, um, my the only boyfriend I've ever had, um, I was 15 when we, when we were, we didn't ever date. We were just a couple, but, um, he kind of came back into my life and it was the sweetest, you know, sweet little, you look so beautiful today and stuff like that, you know, and he would always try to sneak those things in there and, you know, he liked, he would snuggle really close and the next thing, you know, kind of making a pass. And in those moments, I just felt uncomfortable, um, but around that time, it wasn't necessarily that I was like, oh, I'm never going to do this. Um, I was probably, of course, I was also pre-Jesus in my life, too. I went to church and stuff, but I wasn't really a Christian. 
Um, I wasn't saved till I was 19. Um, so when I was 19 and I, I surrendered my life to Jesus, I was, you know, just tired of living my life the way I was living it. Um, that was one of the things that I was talking to, um, one of the girls from the basement actually about, um, me and Jenna, her name was Jenna. I hope it's okay that I said her name on here, but, um, we were talking one day and, you know, she told me, she was like, well, you know, that's something we, we ended up getting on the subject of that. And she said that, um, she wished that she had been one because, you know, when she turned her life over to Jesus, that was one thing that she felt like, you know, she could, that couldn't be changed. Couldn't be made right. You know, it was one thing that she could not go back on. And she told me that she had admired that in me. And I was like, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal, you know, kind of trying to diminish, diminish it a little bit. And she was like, no, the Bible is really clear on it. The Bible is really very specific about it. And so I started digging into it and I talked to Jesus and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this life, if I'm going to try to walk this Christian life the way that you would have me walk it, it's going to have to start here. And it's going to have to start with this, this because it is such a almost like a controversial topic. Like you said, um, it's almost frowned upon nowadays, you know. Um, people say, um, well, you, you need to know if y'all are compatible in bed. If you're compatible in the way God makes you compatible, then you'll com be compatible in, in the bedroom too. Um, but I mean, I honestly believe that, that if, um, if you're with the person and if you marry the person that God has for you, then God will take care of that area, um, in y'all's marriage because you have honored him in that way. Um, so um, I was 19 when I, 19, almost 20, when I officially made the decision that that was going to have to, <laughs> in the words of Beyonce, that was going to have to put a ring on it before, um, before I ever did anything like that, just because I, I learned that that is something that God, you know, God made sex and he made it specifically for a husband and wife. He made it specifically for you know, not, and it's not, you know, people say, oh, God made it for reproductive purposes. God could have chosen literally any way he wanted for, for people to reproduce. Um, and he chose, you know, he chose sex as a way to, as the way to do that. And so, but he also chose that for a husband and wife. He chose that for just the husband and wife. He didn't choose it for a husband and wife and mistress. He didn't choose it for a boyfriend and girlfriend. He didn't choose it for um, a high school girl or a high school guy, a, a high school college girl or college guy to do it with just whoever they wanted to um, because they were drunk or whatever reason. Um, so no matter what situation I've been in, that's one of the reasons why I, I've never been huge on drinking because I never wanted to get the mindset where I didn't know what was going on because I didn't want that to possibly be taken from me. Because that is one of the few things that I feel like I, as an individual person, have to give to a, my future husband. And, you know, I had somebody ask me one day, well, what happens if you, you know, you're 30 years old. What happens if you end up not married? I said, well, then I guess I'll die a virgin. I mean, you know, I just, but I made that decision because I want to be the woman of God that I should be to show his love and his grace and his mercy um, and to show that it's not by my strength, it's by his strength, because there are so many temptations. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm a virgin, but I'm also, I'm also humble enough to say that if it wasn't for Jesus, then I wouldn't be one. Yeah, I think that's a really good, good way of putting all of that. And I definitely appreciate you sharing with me that because like you were saying, it, it is, it all stems back to giving glory to God for giving us that strength to, to have that self-control and to fight temptation because it can be very easy to, like nowadays, I feel like it's just so easy to, you know, strangers <laughs> to just meet and then get together that night. Nobody wants to get to know each other anymore. They just want to, to meet. And even, even people that proclaim to be Christians fall into the same exact trap. They, they, like I've even, my parents, like my mom was just telling me, and it is kind of somewhat soft, a somewhat off subject, but I'm, I got a reason why I'm bringing this up. So my mom and dad like to watch this uh, court show. I think it's called like parental court or something like that with her name's Lauren Lake, uh, the judge. And anyways, I think, and one like episode there, there was a guy that, that slept with this woman. They had a kid. And I guess now questioning if he's the parent of this kid and, uh, and his, his like title, like, you know, job title was a pastor. So it's just thinking like that was like kind of confusing to, and not confusing, but it was just like mind blowing to me. That's like, okay, like you're a pastor and you're even falling into these things. So it just goes to show that uh, whether you proclaim yourself a Christian or whether you're, you know, got some kind of status, you know, whether it's a pastor or a deacon of some kind, anybody uh, can fall into these traps. And yeah. I think that is a uh, really good that, uh, that the guy that you uh, were interested in at one point back in high school respected you uh, for the reason, not for the reason that you would think that the rest of the students were like, would, I guess they would frown upon it, but like he looked at it as, like that's a very respectful thing to do is to um you know treat your, your our bodies a temple and to treat it with honor and respect and you know saving that moment for uh your future husband. So I I wish there was more people like that where there was more ac acceptance to people like remaining a virgin and abstaining from sex until marriage. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think, you know, like you were even mentioning that the Bible even, of course, you know, supports the idea of remaining pure and remaining a virgin until you get married. And I actually have a few verses that I'm going to read off just to further validate that point that all of this comes from scripture and uh, the scripture does not lie. So uh, the first verse that I have is from Hebrews 13, 4. It says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And then another verse that I have is in first Corinthians as in uh, chapter seven, verses eight through nine, it says to the unmarried and to the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. And before I read these two last verses, I just kind of want to stop there because this verse speaks volumes to like today's society, because I know a lot of people like the idea of living together, you know, before you get married, because people think uh, like, how do I know? 
if um if I'm gonna get along with this person before I get married or or even like Caitlin mentioned like how do I know I'm compatible with this person if I don't go ahead and uh have sex with this person I know people like to use the analogy of like how do I know that I want this car if I don't test it out and drive it I I can't stand that analogy <laughs> but uh but people like to use that analogy and I think I'm you like know. I'm not for you to test drive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, I'm not no test driving car that you can just play with and drive around and then just use me. So, because I, uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's a big reason why people do like they'll have a one night stand with somebody and that person, the other person may be thinking they're that you're, you know, interested in them and then, then they leave you and you never hear from them again. So a lot of it does come with just using you for, for pleasure, unfortunately. So I definitely would hate that, especially if you um, gave up, gave up your, um, your virginity to somebody like that. So that would definitely be very unfortunate. So yeah, a lot of it has to do with self-control and all that, but uh, a couple more verses that I want to point out is uh Romans 12 verses one through two. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, which nowadays virginity um, is kind of looked, looked at as bad, and no one wants to accept the idea of virginity. And listen, that's just so like the opposite of the word. Like the word talks about how, um, you know, to remain single, you know, until uh, in that way, until you get married, because uh, it's just important to, you know, have that self-control and to, to honor yourself and to honor God and to be obedient to his word um, through the actions that you make in life, such as, such as something like this. So that's definitely uh, important to, to present your bodies, you know, as a living sacrifice uh, and, uh, you know, have that accepting um, to God. And then uh, the last verse that I have is first Thessalonians four verses three through eight. It says this, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress or wrongs his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. So I think that just that just speaks a lot to just virginity and, you know, abstaining from, you know, having sex with just anybody and everybody. So I, I think uh, I think those are some really good verses to go back on, you know, for people that may be um, that may still be a virgin, but um, feels like because society or the culture of America or this worldly culture um, looks at it differently that you almost want to just follow the crowd. So those are some good verses to look at and to remind you to, uh, to definitely remain a virgin. And uh, when that time comes for you to get married, then, you know, of course you can give up your virginity to your future spouse, but until then, 
I think uh, it's great to to be proud of the fact that you have not just um, given yourself away to somebody. All right. So um, the next question that I have, which was somewhat kind of answered, but I would like to go a little bit further in depth with this. So um, do you feel like the number of virgins out there as a whole has declined over the years? Yes. Um, but I, I think that it has, but I also think that there would be a number of people who are virgins that would not claim their virginity. They would say, Oh, well, you know, I, I, I slept with, I slept with somebody the other night or whatever. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie easy a, um, but, um, like the girl in that movie, she, everybody thought that she was a very, loose girl but it turns out that she was not she she was a virgin she had never slept with anybody and you know she did everything to and this is a terrible talk that a terrible way to explain this movie to anybody but um she did a lot to make people think you know that she was not a virgin anymore and um I just I I, I don't I think that a lot of people are like that, you know, they, um, because the pressures from not just social pressures, like in high school and stuff, but you have a lot of pressures from like, um, Hollywood and you have a lot of pressures from, um, people who do songs and stuff like different artists and stuff who do songs and stuff that talk about, you know, um, all these different things. And, um, they, there's, it's such a push for people to like even to younger ages to for people to not stay you know not to not be virgins and to not stay true in that virginity that um people will actually say that they they are not when they are when they are virgins um you know just because of shame or um embarrassment you know um but yeah i do i do believe that the number of virgins has declined and people who are choosing to stay virgins has declined as well yeah i definitely agree with a lot of that and unfortunately like you were saying a lot of people don't even want to like proudly announce that they're a virgin because they they think of like society standard on like you know you need to uh, be with this person and get with this person and and if you aren't with this person then it's like then like what's wrong with you <laughs> basically so um, I think that I definitely agree with that that like the number of virgins out there um, is definitely declined because a lot of people do fall into that pressure of I need to give myself away to somebody just to say that I've that I've had sex with somebody at least once and I'm sure that even after I you know after people I mean, um, many people know, I mean, I'm sure people know I'm a virgin. I've never said that I, that I wasn't, you know, or was a virgin. I don't feel like maybe I haven't talked about that besides with people in my family, everybody in my family should know that I'm a virgin, but outside of my family, I'm not sure if I've ever really had that conversation with people. It's just never been brought up. But for those that are wondering, I am, and um, I'm definitely proud of it, but I know a lot of people, um, may hide the fact that they are still a virgin, um, but even, or people will fall into not being a virgin anymore just because they want to keep up with the society and keep up with what's cool and what's, you know, I guess 
um, trying to stay relevant, I guess, in a way, or feel like that, um, that like, based off the number of people that you have had sex with, um, is like based off whether everybody thinks you're attractive or something like that. So I feel like there's a lot of, it's a, a weird game that's going on out there. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so my next question is actually kind of similar to uh, the second question. So, uh, so why do you think society looks down and makes fun of someone for being a virgin? I'm going to just dig even into even more into the controversy. And I'm going to say that it's from Satan, straight from the pits of hell. Um, go back to probably everybody's most favorite examples, Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, it's, there's wickedness. There is wickedness and evil amongst things like that. You know, the Bible talks about um, abstaining from, not just from sex, but from like, from orgies and from, um, you know, I, <laughs> I actually know somebody who um, claims virginity, you know, in the, you know, the church world, because there's so many people in the church world that look down on people who are not virgins. Um, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of people, and, and they call it church shaming, um, but a lot of people grew up in, um, at least a lot of people that I know of, when you grow up in a small town, you grow up in, it, it the churches run the risk of being very judgmental and very traditional and very, you know, very hard. You know, they say preach fire and brimstone, which I agree. The entire scripture needs to be preached. It doesn't just need to be a feel good gospel. But a lot of people um, act in defiance of the way they were raised, especially as being, being in the Bible Belt. But um, I lost track of what the the question was. <laughs> where are we going with that remind me uh, so yeah my question was like why do you think that society likes to look down or make fun of somebody for being a virgin that's right okay so a lot of people who I, I feel like a lot of people that were raised in that church culture and and I and I say church loosely because I, it's the building church not the body of Christ church um, that were raised in that culture where everything was a shame, you know, um, and I know people who, I, I, I know a girl that I went to um, school with, um, she was so embarrassed when, and, and she waited until she was married, but she was so embarrassed when, like, she felt so dirty, I, even though she waited until she got married, after being with her husband, she felt dirty just because, church culture has made it like sex is this horrible thing you know you shouldn't do it you shouldn't do it you shouldn't do it but what we what we don't talk about and what a lot of people are so uncomfortable talking about is the fact that yeah sex is enjoyable god made it 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 you know i don't think that god would make something for us to do you know and it's automatically a horrible thing you know it's what we do with it that makes it bad so, like, I joke when, and I tell people, you know, when I do get married, my husband better be ready because we got, you know, 20 years of making up or 15 years, not really 20 years, 15 years of making up, 10 years making up, you know, making up, making up for the stuff that we've missed out over the years. But, and I say, we, you know, I'm not saying that God's going to give me a virgin as a husband. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, but I know I've got some making up to do. <laughs> but, um, but I think that it's a, 
part of it, not all of it, but part of it is a pushback against that church culture. And the other part of it is, like I said, Sodom and Gomorrah. It's wicked. It's evilness. It's the devil doing what he does best, going in and manipulating things and, and, and weaving his lies and, and placing his doubts in there. Did God really say that sex was bad? Did God really say that you shouldn't do this? Did God really say, well, I mean, the Bible does say this, but what exactly does that mean? You know, I mean, I think that it, it comes straight from the pits of hell because this is, I'm probably might get a little off topic here, but this world isn't going to stand much longer. And I'm not saying, I mean, it could be here another hundred years, but we are closer today than we've ever been to Jesus coming back. And that was true of yesterday before, you know, I mean, it, it is true that the longer this goes on, the closer we are to Jesus coming back. And the Bible is very clear on how things are going to get in the world before the end comes. And it's going to get steadily worse and worse and worse and worse. That's what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah before God zapped them out of existence. They got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And they just were this, they became this really wicked and evil countries, these wicked and evil cities. I don't know if they were, I don't know if Sodom and Gomorrah were countries or cities, but either way, they became very wicked and very evil and not just in the sense of sex, but in the sense of, of theft in the sense of, of, um, Oh man, I can't think my brain's not, my brain's not working in the sense of theft, but also in the sense of like the people that are in, that were in power, taking advantage of those that, you know, were considered the poor, you know, and, and, and I think that at the center of all of that and at the center of the way society has such a push now for people to just go on and get it over with, it all is rooted in, in evil that comes straight from Satan. Mm, that, that's a really good answer. I totally agree with that, that a lot of it, it just all roots back to, to Satan being in the middle of the whole mess. And, and really both ways, I feel like Satan can, uh, you know, he can, of course, give you that, you know, temptation to, or like he wants you to fall into that temptation to give into having sex with anybody and everybody because, um, and that's where he kind of twists the idea. Like, of course, we know in the Bible that like God talks highly of, you know, sex between a husband and a wife and that it is a good thing and it gets misinterpreted. Uh, like he'll take that, Satan will take that statement and basically throw it into somebody's, you know, uh, mind and basically tell them, like, see, God says sex is good. But then he misses out the part where it's like, yeah, between husband and wife. So let's, he'll throw that kind of confusion, give you give you a little half truth, but then a half lie. So which which a half lie is still just a lie in general. So, you know, he'll do that. And then also, um, you know, we as people are like the the church as in like, you know, the you know, people in the church, you know, will have this like idea of, you know, sex being so terrible. And, and I feel like that I even like, I can kind of relate to that story because I, well, I didn't really grow up going to church up until I was like 18. I started going to church, but, uh, but I was in like my first relationship when I was 18. And so I was kind of like late to the game. I never really 
was like caring that much to be in a relationship or and I really didn't even like care like throughout middle school and high school about like the idea of having sex so maybe I was actually more some reason I guess God blessed me with not having that temptation at the time but um but anyways uh I was in my first relationship when I was 18 and uh and the ex-girlfriend well she's now definitely yeah, my ex-girlfriend that I was with uh she had this um I guess she had this picture of what like a different picture of what I was actually thinking of like when it comes to sex because I think one thing she told me while we were dating is that she wanted more uh more affection and what I took out of it as like okay well I'm giving you affection in the way that is um at least honorable to where I'm not giving my body away to you like I'm at least you know giving hugs kisses cuddling you know stuff like that but not really taking it and hold, hand, holding hands you know stuff like that but not nothing farther than that well I said just not giving my body away to her and I guess I was thinking that's that's basically what she was wanting and, and that's kind of what led I feel like to me being cheated on because I feel like I was not giving her what she was wanting And I guess I kind of led to where I was, uh, you know, how to break it off. And then I got back with the girl about, you know, two or three years later. And I feel like that the topic kind of came up again about, you know, because then she started saying stuff like, like, you just think sex is gross. And I was like, I didn't say like sex is gross. I'm just saying that like sex, just having sex with anybody and everybody is not good. Like to, and you know, according to the word, like, I want to have sex with my future wife, like, I don't see the problem in that, but she kind of twisted that to where, I guess, kind of like, uh, you were mentioning that, you know, there's the whole, you know, preaching on, you know, sex is bad, sex is bad, even though, uh, God talks highly of it between man and wife, so, um, I think she kind of took that just because she knew, um, at that point, I was, you know, going to church you know on a normal basis I consider myself a Christ follower and she did too which was kind of the the crazy thing of it all is that you know she said she was a Christ follower she would go to church and all of this but then uh she kind of like wanted to twist that idea that thinking that I said that sex is gross and like nasty and and it's like no like that's not even the point like that wasn't even like my uh like what I felt about it at all so Well, there was a lot of that. And then um, I feel like society likes to look down on it. Um, like one reason, like I know you even mentioned is that um, like the whole idea of being defiant. There, uh, there's a, you know, of course, I'm rooting back to Satan. The Satan wants people to be rebellious and uh, defiant for the wrong reasons. Of course, there, there always is a sometimes. I mean, there are times where we have to stand up for our faith, which is good. But in this case, um, standing up and like trying to go against the church by just giving in to anybody and everybody um, is kind of the way it's been going and it's been trending and has been going like um, like wildfire has been spreading like crazy. So, you know, everybody likes the idea of being defiant and rebellious and going kind of against the church in this case. And then as far as making fun of someone for being a virgin, I feel like people you know, like to think that, you know, oh, you must be, you're a loser. And, you know, people like to think that if you're not having sex with somebody, then you must be a loser. 
or you must not be attractive or you must just have um like there must be something wrong with you you must like so they'll just start throwing all these crazy accusations out there and and that's not the case because i'm sure i've had i mean I, i'm not sure i know i've had opportunities where i could easily have given in to sex like with that ex-girlfriend for example i could have easily just said you know what you're right i'm gonna show you that sex isn't gross to me so you know like i could have easily done that and said that but um but i think it's just a lot of it stems back to the self-control And just, I feel like God has given me a lot of that self-control, thankfully, to where I have not fallen into that. So, yeah, I think people just like to to talk down on people that are virgins just because they feel like, you know, oh, you don't get all the girls or, you know, you're you're not, you must be, you know, you're uglier than me if you can't get with this girl or this girl. And you if you don't have a list of girls that you've been with, then, yeah, you must be. Uh, there's two things I feel like it comes out with that. It's you know, like either you're like you're a loser or or you must be gay if you can't get one of a girl. So it's like, but no, like that I'm I've had opportunities to where um people will I'll get random messages from people and I'll have to definitely block some people because some people can be creepy out there. Like people that I've met oh. on online dating, who creepy. I just want to let you know my pastor's wife is walking up here, so if she says something to me, I'll say hey. <laughs> but okay. You said something on there a second ago. Um, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but is when you were saying that um, she was, you know, pretty much saying that you, if you really cared about her, is that did I misunderstand that? That if you really cared about her, that um, you would do that for her. Did I misunderstand that? Well, basically, yeah, it did sound like that's kind of what the message that she was like trying to imply that it just sounded like she wanted that affection to, you know, for me to show her that affection and to get um with her, basically. I mean, she never said like those words exactly, but I think I feel like that implying because like I feel like I was giving her everything but that, but she still wanted more. So I was feeling yeah. like that that's the only thing that's like left, left off the list. <laughs> I understand there was um I had a um I guess we you said that we were we were friends we were acquaintances um she's about to crank her vehicle up um but we were friends we were acquaintances you know um but he um asked me one time he said you know if if you're um he was wanting someone to just help him get it over with And he told me, he was like, well, if, if you're my friend, then we can do this together and help each other out. And I was like, mm, that's not how that works. So that's why I was, I was making sure that I understood what you were saying right about her, because um, it made me think of that. And I was like, mm, just because we're friends doesn't mean that I'm willing to do that just to get it over with. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, there are people out there that I feel like there's like even a movie like or something like that, where it sounds like there's, you know, two people that have not done it yet and just thinking, like, oh, like, we'll just we'll just do it together. And just just to say we've done it, like, even if you weren't physically attracted to that person, we'll just, you know, do it. And, you know, so that we can so we can be on the, the cool list of being non-virgins and like we've we've gotten with somebody we we scored that one one point for us so <laughs> so yeah like, so there is a lot of uh, a lot of um crazy 
you know, things out there in this world. So uh, the, I actually have one more question and it's more based off uh, uh, advice. So like what advice would you give to someone that may be ashamed to announce that they are a virgin? Don't worry about what people think, man. This, this world, you know, one thing that I hear all the time and you as a Christian, I know that you experienced that. And then we've been experiencing it more and more as Christians is, you know, people trying to force us to accept them for the way that they are, but then turn around not being able to accept us for the way we are. So I guess my, my advice would be, um, <laughs> tell them to shut up. <laughs> I mean, just don't be ashamed of it. If, I mean, cause if you're ashamed of it, you'll, you'll eventually give into it. Um, because you'll, you'll, you'll want to get that over with. Um, because if, if you're, if you're ashamed to admit it and you don't give into it, it means that the only reason you're not giving into it is because of guilt. Um, and you might say, oh, that's really not, that's not why I haven't given in. Well, if that's not why you haven't given into it, then, I mean, it's really kind of, I don't want to say that it has to be either or, but it really kind of does because either, either you're ashamed of it and you haven't given in because of guilt or you want to give in and you just haven't done it yet. So you, you, you have to, um, you can't let what people think about you be the sole reason of why, um, you, you aren't, you are worried about sharing that. Be proud of it. Even if you're not a Christian, if you are a woman or a man who is just not willing to, to just do that with just anybody, if, if you want to wait, kudos to you. Wait and don't worry about what people think. If a man or a woman does not want to be with you because you're a virgin, they don't deserve you anyway. And I don't know, like, I guess, I guess my thoughts are, um, I remember back when I was in youth group and I was one of the older ones. And this was before Jesus in my life. Um, but one of the girls that was younger than me that kind of looked up to me was talking to me about it. And she said, you know, sh she said that she was ashamed to admit that she, uh, she was a cheerleader and every other cheerleader. And we're talking about middle school age. Every other cheerleader, though, that she cheered with either actually had or admitted to saying that they had, even though they hadn't, just because they wanted, you know, to fit in. And wanted to be one of the popular ones. And the cheerleaders were, were supposed to be popular. But if you hadn't done that, then you weren't popular. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about fitting in. Um, there was a quote from a movie. And I can't remember. I can't remember what movie it was. I want to say it's what a girl wants. But don't quote me. I remember a band of binds was in it. But the guy told her, he was like, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out? If, if you have chosen... And if you, if you have chosen to not give in to um, the push to lose your virginity or the push to sleep with just anybody, if you have made that decision, be proud of it, own it, rock it, because that is so, you know, 50 years ago, people would not be virgins and would say that they were just because that was the way things were back then, you know, just because the way things are now doesn't mean you have to be ashamed of, of how you, uh, of how you decided to, 
to to save yourself. You know, and, and I don't want this to turn into one of those topics where, you know, I say, I, I say, just be yourself. And that's taken way out of context. But I will be bold enough to say, you know, if you are living this life and you're doing the best you can and one of the decisions you've made through your life is for you to save yourself, kudos, rock it. You put that, you put that, 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 that persona on you and just rock it. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what people think. They, they don't care what you think about them. I mean, if they did, then they would be worried about what you thought of them not being virgins. So don't, don't worry about what people think about you because this life is really too short for that. Like the way that I, as an, as an adult, as a grown adult now, um, I was not, I've not always been this way, but what I've learned is I care about how two people, what two people think about me. Like I truly care about what two people think about me. That's God. What? Let's go back. Three people. That's God. That's Jesus. And that's myself. Because at the end of the day, God is the one I have to answer to. Jesus is the one that has, that, that has died and rose again and is continuing to sanctify me despite my sins and i'm the one that i'm the one that has to live with myself i have to live with myself every day and living with myself is not going having to live with myself is it is the only thing that should determine whether or not i'm okay with something i've done or not now has there been temptations yes you know I was, when I was in high school, I had a friend who, I had a friend who, who was, who was gay and I, I loved him as a friend. He convinced me and another friend of, of mine, um, he wanted to see what gay porn was like. And I was like, as someone who was very, very innocent, I'm not going to say sheltered, but I just, I was very innocent. I didn't understand a lot of things. When I was in high school, I learned a lot in high school on the sexual field. And seeing that was a, a moment of almost, it was a moment of clarity for me. You know, this is not what I want with my life. You know, I don't want to fit into these regulations and to and these, not regulations, but into these parameters of what people have set for me. You know, I want to be, I want to break out of that. And, and it's weird that that came from that moment of being in that situation with them and being convinced to do something, to watch something that was definitely not going to be anything that I would want anyway, as a heterosexual female. And he, he was a gay guy watching men, you know, but it was in that moment when I realized and I've been growing on that since is I don't have to give into those things. I gave into that moment just because I didn't want to be the one left out of that situation, you know, of that hang time. And now looking back, if I could go back and, and change that to where I could, I could honestly say that that is something I've never, ever watched. I would love to, you know, now I'm, I'm not saying that um, I'm not trying to shame anyone. If, if, if you have had, um, 
addictions with pornography and stuff like that. I'm not trying to shame that. I know that's another topic for another day, but I'm just, I'm saying that stuff can come out of those, those moments, those learning moments. And that was a learning moment for me um, to not be ashamed of who I was because I never want to be put in that position again of having to make myself smaller to fit into this circle, to be a part of this group, especially on something that I knew was wrong. You know, in in one of the Bible verses, it's talked about sexual immorality. Pornography falls within that. And I knew that before I even really understood what pornography was. You know, I, I knew that that was bad. I knew that I had heard of people who had been caught with, you know, watching those things. I knew that, um, you know, if you had to be careful on the internet because ads would pop up and if you click on the wrong ad, then it might take you to something like that. But I never understood the, the depth of it. I never understood the um, intensity of it until that moment in that situation. And for me, it was that, that kind of became the moment that also became the moment of when I was like, I'm never going to put myself in a situation to not be myself. So when I would hang out with friends, I might be the designated driver. That might, that might be my excuse to drive, but I never use being the DD as an excuse anymore. People would say, you know, instead of saying, people would say, Oh, you want to drink? No, I can't because I'm driving. I'd say, no, I don't want to drink, you know, or, Hey, you want to smoke a little bit of this? No, I sure don't, you know, and, and it was that moment that defined that. So do not be ashamed. Do not, do not worry about not fitting in with your friend group. If you're, if you're, if you're going to be different from them in, in, uh, in certain ways, I am the only virgin in my friend group. That's not my church friend group, um, which actually all of them are all my church friends are married. So I guess I'm still the virgin and all that too, but, um, but I mean, even if I wasn't, you know, I mean, even if I wasn't the only one, you know, I'm not going to like every single person in my friend group knows, you know, Caitlin's virgin, Caitlin's not going to drink, Caitlin's not going to smoke, Caitlin's not going to cuss. Um, cause Caitlin, Caitlin does cuss, but only when she gets mad, like it, and I always feel super bad afterwards because I'm thinking what kind of reflection of Christ is that? Um, so just my, I know this has been a long advice section, but my advice would be do not let the standards of this world, the parameters that this world has tried to fit us in, keep you from being the oddball out. Even if that means you have to be by yourself, even if that means you have to hang by yourself, even if that means that you don't get invited to the party, even if that means that you're left off the guest list to guest list to guest list to the wedding even if that means that you slowly are pulled out of that friend group even if even if they tend to leave you behind it is much better to be left behind and be by yourself and be to your own devices than be a part of something and know that that's not who you are period no matter if no matter if it's if it's virginity no matter if it's you're not wanting to drink no matter if it's you're not wanting to do drugs because if you stay in those environments, you're either going to end up, if you stay in those environments, you're going to end up not being true to who you are. You're going to end up 
giving in to these things that you have said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. You're going to end up giving into those things and then you're going to end up regretting it. Period. Yeah, you said a, a lot of really, really good things out of that. And I definitely want to touch base on a lot of everything that you said, because uh, one thing that you mentioned first thing was that, you know, being proud, you know, of who you are as a virgin. I know many people want to take the part of be proud of who you are and misinterpret that and, you know, think that, OK, well, I can just live my life um, as, you know, living in this certain lifestyle of sin. And like I said, that's something that people want to, you know, claim and, you know, live by in thinking, you know, be proud of who you are and the pride idea. But um, but when we say it, we mean it, be proud of who you are um, as we are trying to be like Christ and, and we're here to please God and not man. So we're thinking of be proud of who you are in the way of pleasing God and not in the way of pleasing man or or pleasing ourselves because we could be our own worst enemy we can fall into our own fleshly desires and and like speaking of fleshly desires i know you mentioned about sexual immorality and how even like pornography can be like thrown into the mix of that and i mean that even stands true because there's even in the bible it talks about where even if you if you're lusting after somebody, you is basically the same thing. You might as well be been having sex with that person because you're basically lusting over that person, wanting uh, you're picturing like dirty thoughts of you know this person. So like I said, just goes to show that you know what you're thinking, um, you know, is just as bad as actually do, doing it. So and that's something you know that we have to definitely continue to work on that's something definitely I've you know have had to work on in my life definitely I mean I think lust is something that is very strong and uh, I can like be something that feels like you satisfy yourself you know uh, with you know different different ways whether you're thinking about that person uh, or or even if somebody will fall into the act of you know pursuing that person in a sexual way so there's a there's a lot that can be you know wrong with that because yeah at the end of the day we're trying to nowadays trying to fit into modern day culture and modern day society by falling into these temptations but at the end of our life we're not we're not there to stand before man when we die we're there to stand before god and we have to answer to god for all of these things. And uh, one more thing that I was thinking about, um, you know, where I guess like some people don't, you know, well, you know, where people are like, you know, I shouldn't care what people think of me. Like if I live this certain lifestyle, let's say homosexuality, if you live your life proudly as a homosexual, but, uh, you know, and you act like, you know, I don't care what people think, but then those are the same people that kind of throw it in your face like you know oh why are you still a virgin why why haven't you had you know sex with somebody and or you know all of these kind of things and it may not just be homosexuals it may be people that uh like you mentioned people that drink uh you know those that you know party all the time and there's those that you know smoke and these you know there's all kind of different uh things that can be tied into that but but it's like yeah why is it okay for you to to drink and to have sex with anybody and everybody, but like, it's not okay for me 
to to want to wait until I get married. It's like y'all are the same people that say my body, my choice. It's like it's my body, my choice too on how how I want to use like how I want my body to be used in that way to where I want to uh have that moment with my wife. So it's like if y'all are going to stand by that statement of my body, my choice, let it be for every situation and not just in the uh, in the way that y'all like to use as far as uh as far as like I guess abortion goes. So that's uh I just don't like the the double standards and the contradictions of people. So let some of us just be virgins proudly and uh and when our time comes it will come. You know, it's just uh just you know quit worrying about us and you know live your life and uh you know, hopefully, you know, if you are falling into some of these bad things, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll you have that true repentance or maybe one day you'll get convicted of those things, uh, you know, by the Lord uh, and that, you know, maybe you'll change your life for the better. So and well, and also, I do want to point out one more thing um, before I end this episode. So I know sometimes when it comes to virginity, um some people, unfortunately, don't have the choice. Some people have had it taken away from them. Uh, so so I definitely don't want to um, say that I want to look down on people that aren't virgins, that weren't given that choice. I didn't voluntarily give in to somebody. Um, I think I, you know, I think we kind of know what we're talking about. I want to say the four-letter R word, but there's that, you know, that topic that comes into um, you know, the idea of being a virgin. So, and, and there are some people out there also that uh, want to talk about the idea of being a born again virgin, which I uh, definitely could see if you are doing that, because I think uh, that's good, especially if you uh, have given your life to Christ and you want to um, honor him by, by actually waiting from that point on until you find your future spouse. So I definitely just wanted to point out those couple of things that not everybody is um, given the choice uh, when it comes to giving up their virginity. Can I say something as well? Yeah. I'm not, when I say these things, I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty if they are not virgins. Um, I guess maybe I come across strongly because I've had to be on the defense about that for so long, but my comments were made for me. My comments were made for, um, I'm not trying, you know, I'm not trying to shame anyone who, who has given in to that or ha has chosen to do that. Um, I just think that there, it, I think it's important to understand that these topics that are so controversial, um, when you have the choice, you know, when, when you have that choice and, and like, like you said, we're not going to say that four letter R word because I know, um, I know people who have not been given that choice, you know, who has been taken from them. Um, and even people who have chosen to give it up, I'm not trying to sit here and sound like some, you know, bigot Christian who thinks that I'm better than everyone, you know, that might be something that somebody struggles with. I struggle with, I mean, you can look at me. I am a larger woman. I obviously have my own struggles, but the difference there is that, with that is that is something that and I th and think you kind of said it the same way is that God has been so gracious that he has kept me from that um 
me being able to say no, me being able to say that I'm going to wait till I get married no matter what is not by my strength at all. It is all Jesus. He is the only one that can, that keeps us. And I say us because you, me, anybody, he is the only one who can keep us from these temptations of the world. Because if we try to leave ourselves up to our own vices, we're going to fall again and again and again and again and again and again and again. You know, just like with me and being able to larger size and food, it is so, you know, people, you know, people talk about alcoholics and how you can't, you know, if, if you're an alcoholic and you're, if you've been reformed, you still have to stay away from alcohol you, or you have the, you run the possibility of falling into alcoholism again. I don't have that luxury with food because you have to have food to eat. So sometimes I do overeat. Sometimes I binge eat. Sometimes I eat things that just aren't good for me. And um, so, I mean, I struggle with stuff too. I'm not trying to condemn anyone that is not a virgin. But I want everything that I have said, I want anyone that's watching this to know these are from my experiences. This is from what I've seen. I have a very limited view of the world, but I do know what I have seen. And I do know how I can, I can pass that on to people and help people. And I was really thankful that, that this was a topic that I could be a part of because as this world gets worse and worse and worse, virginity is something that is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. When in reality, it really is, you know, um, when something is taken from you, like with that R word, when something is taken from you, you can't help that. That is not on you. But when you choose consistently over and over and over again to, to give into this and, and to, to have that lifestyle, then that's when it's, that's when it's an issue. And, and I just wanted to throw that out there that I, I, I understand that I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to claim perfection in any way. I'm thankful that this is a topic that I can say I have been able to abstain from. But if it was not for the wonderful, amazing grace and mercy from Jesus, the wonderful soul-saving blood of Jesus, I'm not going to say that I would be a virgin. It, it's all Jesus. All Jesus. Amen to that. That's a really good uh, like final thought to throw into that because all of it does stem back to just, you know, giving glory to to Jesus for, you know, giving us the, the fruit of the spirit of self-control. And, you know, mm -hmm. and there there's other, you know, fruit of the spirit, of course, that, you know, any of us could could be lacking in. Like with me, like I know definitely the idea of you know patience can be you know a hard one so <laughs> so you know I think we that just goes to show that you know there are some people that may be you know struggling with the idea of virginity and I mean that you know that just goes to show that you know us saying these things is not a way of condemning you if you struggle with this or if you have fallen into it one time and you feel guilty you know that's you know, great. But if you fall into it and you try to continue this lifestyle of just, you know, giving yourself away to anybody and everybody, that definitely uh, is not, you know, is definitely something that, you know, I hope, 
that you will, you know, reconsider, you know, or maybe something that you would want to change in your life because there's so many, uh, like even just from back in middle school when we used to go to those, like the sex ed teacher would come in and talk about all these diseases that you can get there. Those things are real. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, whether it's, um, uh, there's so many different ones. I was about to say some like, I mean, there's the, you know, AIDS, AIDS, you know, uh, gonorrhea, there's like so many different like chlamydia, there's a lot of like, you know, things out there. So those are definitely real. And, you know, just giving your way, you're giving yourself away to somebody. Um, definitely uh, is something that I hope that people would reconsider. Um, it's, you know, hopefully people will want that. Uh, hopefully the idea of being a born again virgin goes back up you know start you know born again virgin or staying a virgin that would be amazing to see but unfortunately as this world gets darker i don't see that really happening but you know we can still be hopeful and pray for that so you know just definitely uh wanted people to know this is in no way of tearing you down or anything like that but um I mean, at one point, even when I was in like middle school, like it used to be looked down upon, uh, like, like, as you know, someone that would uh, basically give their self away to somebody uh, and like people would call them easy and like make fun of them for being easy. But mm -hmm. nowadays, I feel like being easy is like the, the thing now, like it's OK yeah. to be easy now. So and I guess I'm just hoping to see that. kind of flip back into place because I I don't think we should be glorifying uh sex in the way to where it's giving our bodies away to everybody. But at the same time, I don't think we should be glorifying ourselves for being virgins due to our own strength, due to our own strength, when like Caitlin said, it all stems back to God giving us strength and self-control and all that. <laughs> so Anyways, I think that is going to close out on this topic of virginity. I want to thank Caitlin for being here again. It was definitely good having you here, and I definitely look forward to doing uh, future episodes with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, everybody, if you enjoyed watching this video, whether you're watching it on YouTube or if you're watching a few, like, a minute or two reel on Instagram, uh, definitely, you know, you can comment or like, you know, my video and you can, uh, you know, give your kind of opinion on virginity. You know, if you're a born again virgin or if you're someone that is trying to remain a virgin, you know, you're more than welcome to, you know, message me or talk to me or anything like that or, you know, comment on there. Or if you're listening to this from a uh, podcast streaming platforms that my podcast is on, like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, you know, I definitely appreciate your support there as well. So anyways, everybody, I hope that y'all have a good rest of your day and I will see y'all on the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. That took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. My podcast is available on YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. If you want to see some standout moments, funny moments, or behind the scenes moments from my podcast, then please visit my Instagram page at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you enjoy my content and want to see and hear more about my episodes, then please subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can hit the bell notification so that you can be notified whenever I post a new episode.
You listening to this episode means so much to me. And if you ever want to be a future guest on my podcast, then please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram page. I can't wait to share more of my life with you guys on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Thank you, everybody, once again. And I will talk to y'all later. Goodbye. Boom, boom, boom.